This is an Average Joe Media production. Check it out, uh. I'm back and I'm better. I've been patient, encouraging changes. I'm speaking new language. Just the thoughts of a joke. Only people who've been around will know. I'm talking about owning some, giving my homie some, teaching the youth how to survive. You owe me nothing. I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan. These are my thoughts as I share them with the land. Uh, thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. You are now listening to an Average Joe Media production. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Joe podcast. My name is Troy Jackson, man, your favorite Average Joe. And this is the last episode of the Baby Daddy series, man. Um, I have a special person on tonight. This is actually our first time podcasting, but he is a fellow podcaster, JC, from the hashtag That's Why Podcast. My man, how you living? Hey, you know, good, bro. It's early morning rising, but, you know, it's a, it's a blessing to be here, bro. Finally happy to link up. Yes, man. It's been it's been about a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been about a year since I remember found you on a podcast, uh, some po- a podcast group on Facebook, and then uh, your podcast is a hit, bro. We definitely waiting for you to come back. Your podcast is definitely a hit. Um, I enjoy listening to it. As somebody who wants to be a, a father one day, I'm like, man, this man doing his thing. So I gotta I gotta commend you for that. It's not a lot of uh, it's not a lot of love shown for for um minority dads out there. So I definitely um. Uh, Definitely appreciate that and everything that you do. Oh, bro, that's facts, bro, and it's all love, man. And yeah, it's been about a year. Um, I haven't reached my year podcast yet, um, but yeah, we're coming back, man. I had, well, I mean, I don't know, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but uh, you know, you've been definitely a, a challenge to me in, in, in the best way, though. You know, um, you know, I, my my slogan is "Iron sharpens iron." You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. even though I haven't, uh, my last podcast I dropped was in January. Went through some personal life things and. Um, had to figure out some uh, some uh, personal personal issues to see if I really wanted to continue doing the podcast, if it was still a passion for me. Because, um, you know, I got I started the podcast during the pandemic um, after mm-hmm. I got hurt, you know, that life changing event and uh, needed to know if I was doing this podcast because I was feeling sorry for myself or um, it was it was something genuine that I wanted to do. And ever since I stopped doing it, um, I, I've I've missed it, <laughs> I've missed it, bro. And, and but I've also uh, been living fatherhood uh, as opposed to just talking about it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I come back, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be different. It's gonna have a different energy, um, but same same type of content, same level of uh, vulnerability, same same level of uh, uh, you know transparency. But uh, yeah, man. But as far as you and me, man, we think it's thieves, bro. And I ain't never met you in person, but you know what I mean? You know, you can get get at me for anything. Oh, you already know, man. So real quick, before we get into it, why am I a challenge to you? That's a good question. A challenge? Um, because I see your success as uh, somewhere that I want to be. Even if you don't think you're successful, I still love what you do. And I don't see it as a threat. I see it as a challenge because it challenges me to be better. It challenges me to do more in what I'm doing. You know, we, we've we've had uh, extensive conversations about, you know, five-year plan, 10-year plan, mm-hmm. you know, even, even the next month plan. I think even when you were looking for another job, you, were, you know, we were yes. talking and um, I, I was I was calling it our plan, right? I was like, what's mm-hmm. our plan? How are we doing on our plan? Because like I said, iron sharpens iron. You're never alone in this. And once I call you brother, once I call you a friend, that's a bond that that can't nobody break but you. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. for me, uh, when I see how consistent you are, how how uh, passionate you are, that for me uh, 
what's keeping me you're probably one of the top five podcasts that that I, you know what i'm even gonna say top three podcasts that i continuously listen to that keep me driven and say okay i'm coming back because to roy and uh the thoughts of the average joe podcast is keeping me motivated i I keep loving what you're doing i don't miss an episode you know what i mean so um a challenge in the sense of you you challenge me to be better and as men as brothers as as black men especially um that's what we should be doing and not seeing it as Mm -hmm. a threat but uh you know i got much love for you and your show and everything you're doing so it's challenging me to want more for myself when it comes to this podcast Hey man, I greatly appreciate that man. That's like that's one hell of a compliment. You don't understand, man. I greatly appreciate it. Cause sometimes I be doing this and I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm like, hey, is it is it reaching people? Like I'm doing it and I love doing it, but is it reaching people? So that that puts a smile on my face, man. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I man. greatly appreciate it. We we do things and we don't know who we're reaching. You know, that's why that's, we, that's why we got to do it for the passion. Because <clears throat> if we're doing it for the numbers and we're doing it for the recognition, then it may never come the way we want it to come. You know what I mean? That's big. Uh, like I said, I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't released an episode in uh, since January, um, but I'm um, I'm steady at like almost a hundred listens a week. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's, hey. it's it's like people are still either going back mm-hmm. and listening, or people are sharing, or you know they're finding the podcast. You never know who's gonna hear that that one episode. And not only have I have I gained listens, but I've gained followers on all my social media networks. So it's, it's telling me that people are not only listening, but they are seeking. You know what I mean? Like after the podcast, they're like, let me go follow this guy. Let me go see what this guy's about. Let me go see. Mm-hmm. Let me go make sure that he's practicing what he's preaching in his podcast. Most importantly, you know what I mean? So um, that, and that's kind of why I had to take a step back because I realized um I was talking so much about fatherhood and uh, spending so much time editing because I was a novice in this and uh, I'm still a novice in it because like I said, I didn't even go a solid year. Um, and, uh, you know, men have a, have a, have a thing about consistency, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into that, uh, some other time, but, um, you know, I, I didn't, I haven't even gotten my solid year yet. Um, but at the same time, you know, I needed to know that, uh, I was making sure that I was well-rounded when it came to my fatherhood journey, not just posting mm-hmm. other dads and talking about other dads, but talking about my fatherhood while I'm sitting on the couch, not talking about getting out and being a, a devoted and involved and an active father while I'm sitting on the couch posting about it, but actually going out there and living it and then finding the time to post about it or, uh, you know, uh, pot about it. So, um, I think I've finally found a proper balance um, with with how I want to do things, um, and uh, you know, I'm especially going back to school. So, um, you know, I uh, okay. You know, I remember we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like I said, this this whole pandemic, this whole uh, you know situation with me being injured, uh, this life changing event has completely changed my outlook and perspective on like what I thought I wanted before. I don't want anymore. And uh, what I thought I'd never want before, I want more than ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's what it's about, bro. All right. So before we get into it, man, I always do a mental health check. So mentally, how how's your mental health holding up? Mental health, bro. Um, surprisingly, surprisingly, with everything that's happened uh, in 2020 and 2021 thus far, um, both uh, in the world and um, in my personal life, you know, uh, I'm I'm a I'm a eight out of ten right now, and that's just being being completely real. You feel me? Just I'm at an eight out of ten right now because uh, you know I'm I'm finding my I'm finding my purpose even more than what I thought it was. Uh-huh. You know, and and it's it's a beautiful thing when your passion and your purpose align. Um, then you start feeling like you're not just you're not just living. You know what I mean? You're living for something. So I'm an eight out of exactly. ten right now, man. What that's about good. you? Um, what about you? Let me ask you, my brother. How, how's your mental health? I'm doing good, bro. I'm about a. Last week was a little rough. I'm about like a nine out of ten. Hey. Um, working the two jobs, just trying to find balance of uh, sleep and work. Still trying to do the podcast as well. Trying to uh, things are getting in motion for me to move. So just out here doing what I got to do because yeah, I know hit, the end goal. The end goal. The end goal is near. Hit that button for yourself too, man. That's that's a beautiful thing too. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's a beautiful thing to have that mental capacity, that that self assurance and reassurance. Uh, in yourself first and foremost is is a beautiful thing bro so that's good on you most dead so today's episode right is going to be titled a stay-at-home dad so before we get into that 
because your story is very unique and I wanted the listeners to hear both sides of the story. So before you became a stay at home dad, you was, was you the, was you the sole provider in the household? Yes. Yep. I was the sole provider in the household. Um, I made, uh, made a lot of money. (laughs) I made a lot of money doing what I do. Um, and, uh, and I was proud of it because I worked my way up to that, you know, um, Uh outside of, you know, being being a musician and being signed to Sony, you know, for a couple years and things like that, uh, I still do, uh, and I still get paid as a as a, a ghostwriter, um, you know, mm-hmm. every now and then. Uh, but that 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 shit became unstable. You know what I mean? Like I could I could make four or five records that hit, you know, in different states, different countries, uh, you know, in one month and have a good month, and then the next month be like, how am I going to pay this bill? You know, and that's exactly. just that just comes with the passion of loving what you do, right? Um, and then, uh, you know, as I, you know, when I had kids or a kid first, uh, you know, that had to that kind of had to change a little bit. But I wasn't ready to let it go all the way, and I'm still not ready to let it go all the way. But uh, I still I, I realized I needed some stability. So, um, you know, I went to prison for for two years, um, and then. Uh, I bounced back, man. Um, it took a while to figure out my, my groove, but I'm a hustler. You know what I mean? When I when I first got out, um, I was I was detailing cars, bro. You know what I mean? Bottom mm-hmm. bottom of the barrel, like I was detailing cars, and there's nothing wrong with being at the bottom of, of the barrel when it comes to the workforce. You know what they consider, but that's honest work. It's better than the work that I was doing before I got locked up, because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know I was I was wild, bro. But um, <laughs> I'm uh, you know I'm a legit you know uh, nine to five worker. As soon as, you know when I get when I get out, you know, um, and that's my my first real job. I worked in like a shoe store, you know, prior to you know, going away. But uh, you know, but I was so focused on doing music. Um, you know, I I had just got off the deal with Sony, so you know I was like trying to be uh you know the next the next usher you know the next chris brown so um my 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 perception and my perspective changed when i got out i had this little life that uh i had to live for and you know the story man my my son was born with leukemia and down syndrome so Mm -hmm. um you know and i found out while i was locked up so god was telling me like what are you gonna do about this you know what i mean you want to continue to be foolish you want to be a father and I felt like when I finally sat down and said, okay, what do you want me to do? And let's let's find a plan. Let's find a, a way to do this. Let's make an active plan, even in the depths of prison, you know. Um, yeah, I felt like, okay, he, he said, all right, your heart is in the right place. Let's get you up out of here. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, from, from working as a car detailer to uh, right now, uh, well, not right now, but being the, the uh, regional ops manager for uh, LG, um, you know, I, I I was making a, a good amount of money and my wife never mm-hmm. had to work. And I felt like I owed that to her because she went through so much chemotherapy, the stress of me not coming home, the stress of me not making it home, you know, with how active the prison was at the time and, you know, things like that. Um, I felt like I owed her that uh, an opportunity to stay home and uh you know raise our child while i work so let's touch on that really quick so when you found out that you were going to be a father in prison is it safe to say that that like changed your life and changed the direction your life was taken not right away not right away um because i was still selfish you know what i mean like i wasn't i was still living for me i w- i didn't have the concept of uh because i didn't have the example of what it meant to live for another person now i know i love my girl i love you know my 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 baby mother my my girlfriend whatever you want to call her at the time she's my wife now but i i I, uh i knew that i loved her um and i I knew that i i was going to be a father but nobody understands what that really means until as as, especially as men women have so much more of an emotional connection to their child like right out the gate they change right um but uh you know like like i put in a podcast before my wife she became a mother that i didn't that i that i never had but she also Mm -hmm. she also became so much mature she she became you know that that mama bear mentality while i was locked up um and you know i was writing her love letters but i was literally writing her love letters because i needed to get this 
this little hope out of me because I was in such a hostile environment. I wasn't, I was, I was writing away my vulnerability. I was writing away my, uh, you know, my, my romance, you know, even though it was saturated with love and romance, you know, as a songwriter, even it, it's easy to put a love letter together. You know, I was getting paid to write people's love letters <laughs> in prison, but you know, um, for, for me, I was, I was able to write these love letters, but I was releasing a piece of me every time I sent it out of the, you know, into the mail. So when she needed me to be comforting and she needed me to be vulnerable, she needed me to be loving. I had turned all that off. So it took a long time for me to get back to that. When I got home, I was just this, mm-hmm. this, this stone hard, like, you know what I mean? I didn't sleep, but you know, I barely ate, you know, I was, I was always snapping, you know, I was, I was jumpy, nervous. Um, so it took a long time for me. I'm talking about years for me to get back to that place where I allowed her to get close, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, outside of just, you know, having sex or, you know, whatever, like emotionally, emo- emotional connection. It took a long time for us to get back to this place where you see on social media now. <clears throat> um, but what you see on social media is exactly what it is when the camera is off. You know what I mean? Like I love my wife to death. I talk about her. I tell the, I tell people that she's my flex. She's my biggest flex. Um, but uh, at the same time, um, I felt like I, I, I owed her, you know, even though I was that person, I felt like as a man, it's my job to provide for this family, especially because everybody counted me out. You know what I mean? I had a lot of people I had to prove wrong. And that was actually the wrong mentality to go into the workforce with. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't about, oh, I want to provide for my family, be the best man for my family. Eh, it was a little bit of that, but I got a lot of motherfuckers I need to prove wrong. That's that's what my mentality was, and uh, you know, it, it was uh, <laughs> it, it, it was an eye opener, bro. Because when you scrubbing cars, it, it <laughs> man, listen, <laughs> in the summertime when you scrubbing cars, bro, <laughs> and people are telling you what to do and oh man it's crazy because it almost feels like jail all over again but it's what i had to do okay so when having a child with leukemia let's talk about some of the the struggles that that comes with that or some of the challenges that comes with that um so i found out my son Um, I found out my son had cancer. Every time I talk about this, it brings me back to that moment. I was, I was in prison. I just came from court. I actually, actually, I had just got, I had just been arraigned and, uh, I found out my son had cancer. Um, and I, I, I broke down, bro. I, I didn't know, I didn't know how bad the cancer was. I didn't know if I'd ever meet my son, you know, and that was the first time I felt like God was saying, are you listening now? You know what I mean? Like, do I got your attention now? Like you in here rioting and trying to be, you know, super hard, but do I got your attention now? And, uh, that was the first time where I didn't care that, uh, I broke down, bro. Like, uh, I mean, ugly cry, Kim Kardashian, ugly cry, bro. Like, it's <laughs> like snot everywhere. And I went to a prayer circle and I told I told the men in the prayer circle like you know um, my son got cancer and I don't know what to do. Um, I asked I asked uh, the guard if I could apply for a furlough, um, and that's just so I can go give uh, my bone marrow, do whatever I can to help save him or whatever he's going through. And they denied me, so um, I was literally just sitting there every day waiting for my door to pop so that I can go and you know use the phone. Um, but right there, that was the first time uh, I felt like God was like, do I have your attention now? And then my perspective from that moment started changing. Mm, that's deep. That's definitely deep. I can't even imagine like going through that in, on the inside. Like that is, that's, that's wild. Um, so when, when you were the sole provider of the household, how was the the time and balance split up between money and then uh being a husband and seeing and spending time with your kids i was a workaholic bro like uh um when i when i was when i was working a car detail job uh you know i was i was just a regular uh detailer then they moved me to supervisor um so then i got a little authority and then i've i've always been 
no matter what uh i'm gonna go into detail but uh let's just say in my in my old ways um and even in the music world um i've always been the hardest worker in the room right um Mm -hmm. like i don't go home unless i absolutely have to go home i don't stop recording unless i absolutely have to stop recording or my voice is gone or i'm just shot on an idea and i'm you know uh you know i I lock myself in the studio for hours days as long as i can um and then when i became what i am now um my phone is never off you know um they say you know when you're uh when you're on salary (laughs) you're never you're never off the clock right um but I'm not just the manager, I'm the regional manager. So I run Los Angeles, I run um, the Bay Area, uh, I run Seattle and I run Oregon. That's where we have um, our biggest facilities. And so, um, you know, it, it's a it's a pride thing. You know, uh, when I first got to the company, we were ranked number 20. Now we're, we're ranked, uh, well, I haven't been in work for a long time now or for a year now. Um, but, you know, when I was before the pandemic, we were uh, we were ranked at number three, so we had a big jump from the time that I that I had been there. So um, it was a pride thing, you know. And I was telling people that uh, you know uh, complacency would get you fired from from this job, you know. And I'd rather your mm. family. And I would literally tell people this. And uh, I remember my my boss was sitting there one day. They came down from Atlanta, and they were watching me conduct an interview. And I literally told somebody, and he was a temp. And I knew his background, so I knew I had to talk to him a certain way, and that's why my 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 branch, why my 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 region is successful because I don't I don't pander to people. Like you want this job, you're a grown ass man. If I ask you to do something, do something. I'll never ask you to do something that I won't do myself. But at the end of the day, if it's between your family and my family, your family's gonna starve. And I tell people that. Like, and I hope that you feel the same way about me so that I know we're fighting for the same common goal. You keep food on my table, uh-huh. I keep food on your table. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, a lot of people don't like that approach, but I don't care. You know, it works. It works for me, you know, because I also show that I'm passionate. You know, I mean, you've had conversations with me, uh, you know, and, and, you know, you know how I get down, bro. Like, if I, if you need something from me, I'm going to do everything in my power to, to, to supply it for you. You know what I mean? Because I want to see your family exactly. eat. I want to see your kids fed. I want to see them clothed. I want to see them housed. I don't ever want to see them hurt. You know what I mean? And uh, that's just how I get down. But I was putting all that energy into my work. I wasn't putting that energy into my household. You know what I mean? Um, so when I got hurt, that's when I started realizing or wondering what my value was as a father and as a husband without this paycheck. Hmm. Mm. That's deep. That's deep. As, as interesting because a lot of I feel like a lot of men struggle with the money the time and the balance so it's like I want to make money to provide but also want to have enough time to spend with my kids and it's a real struggle with that balance oh yeah you can be an absent father and still be be physically present mm-hmm 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 uh, yeah that's right you're absolutely right Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to begin? Reach out to The Average Joe Media, a podcast traveling company. They bring their top-of-the-line equipment to you, record your episode, and edit it and email it back to you in just a couple of days. Monthly consultations also come with being a client as well along with affordable prices. All you have to do is talk and they will do the rest. Express yourself, speak your mind, and relax. Let us do the work for you. Go to www.theaveragejoemedia.com to book your session today. Hey y'all, um, it's Teroy, man. I'm a little under the weather, um, but I definitely wanted to do an announcement. <coughs> um, socially thoughtful came out an episode on Monday. Um, forget what it was called. To be honest with you, because I forgot. Um, 
Anime Sunday podcast. I need y'all to check them out, man. They shit is fire. Uh, they had a live show on Sunday, man. Definitely proud of them boys, man. Um, it, it it went well. Um, it definitely went well. I'm definitely proud of them. Um, and then also, man, shout out to Divorce AF. They just finished their season finale. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, as always. Um, did a good job. Um, I hear Wine Time is coming back soon, which is good. Um, definitely missed them. Um, waiting for Rosie to come back as well. Uh, hmm, what else? Keely came out with an episode last Monday. Um, I hope y'all liking the series so far. The first two episodes, I really, I got a lot of good feedback on the second episode. Um, I definitely have a new podcast in the works. Um, so just be patient with me on that. More details on that coming soon. Um, I really hope y'all, uh, I really hope y'all enjoyed this series, man. Um, I think it was a really, I think it's been a really good series so far. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback on the last one. Uh, shout out to man, uh, Juice, man, the postman, chilling with Juice. Um, yeah, had a lot of good feedback with that. Um, you know, he drops episodes every Friday. Be on the lookout for that, man. Um, if you want to start a podcast, man, www.theaverageshowmedia.com. I promise you, you will not. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Um, Chauncey came out with an episode on Monday. Finally, um, but it, it was a very, it was a really good episode, man. I'm so proud of her, man. Coming back, coming back strong. It was a really good that season so far. It's been really good. Check out Chaunceyology as well. Um, and yeah, man. Um, I'm. I think I have. Three more series for the season? I think so, about three more series. Um, two more series, series, and then, like, one just... <laughs> that one's going to be a good one. Um, and I, I don't want to give away nothing too soon yet. Um, yeah, I, I, I've gotten good feedback on the series. I definitely want to do this again. Because um, uh, black dads matter. Um, they definitely do matter. Am I missing anything? I think that's it. Um... Oh, my little brother, uh, uh, yeah, he had a birthday this past, he had a birthday last week, uh, so shout out to my little brother Josh, man, he turned 28, um, that's how you know I'm getting old, shit, uh, he, he definitely, uh, damn, he turned 28, that's wild, um, yeah, so, let me get into the, uh, Creative Corner segment, I got Otis Oak back again. Uh, two songs going to be called Glitter and going to be called Wise. He has a project coming out soon as well, so I'm looking forward to letting y'all hear that. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the Creative Corner segment. The Creative Corner segment today is going to be Otis Oak once again. Um, Otis has a new project coming out soon, so I definitely want y'all to, uh, when it comes out, I'll definitely plug it in. Two songs today by Otis, uh, Glitter and... Um, wise off of the uh off of the generation x the proto the prototype so let's get into it man uh the first song is going to be called glitter To the folks who don't knock the hustle It's a lot of undercover haters okay. Who can't picture your success okay. Feel entitled to your wealth Damn. Highly puzzled by these numbers in my phone Too many contacts and feel alone Damn. But all I need is God uh, Speak to the heavens when I'm feeling lost yeah. Or oh, I cut my speakers on And start talking reckless uh, I wish I could venture back to 03 Oh, I felt like the real me Because growing up is complicated, complicated. So to compensate I stop caring, evade a bill collectors, staring at the notice, and ripping up the letters. Shit is getting crucial. Now I'm taking desperate measures. Fingers on triggers. It's be killed or be the killer. Drowning my pain in liquor. Just another sinner. Looking for a way. 
grandma say Oh, you remember everything that glitters ain't gold Everything that glitters ain't gold yeah. uh, Don't you allow this world to corrupt your soul I keep telling myself, focus only on the things that I control So I reprogram my mindset Cause one thing about bliss, it'll never last Reality is terror Lord, what's the forecast? Mid-twenties, and just realized that I gotta get my shit together fast. Taking out the trash, flipping penny snippers in the middle, or being legit, or ski mask my way to getting rich. Since nobody giving nothing, only logical procedure is to take it by muscle. It's no such thing as microwave success. These blueprints been sitting on the shelf. Stomach grumble, I know it's my turn to eat. And maybe I don't play to lose, I play to keep. Fingers on triggers. It's be kill to be the killer. Drowning my pain in liquor. Just another sinner. Looking for a way. Grandma say, Oh, you remember everything that glitters ain't gold. Everything that glitters ain't gold. Sir, everything that glitters ain't gold, man. Um, Otis Oak, man, he just be speaking so much truth, man, so much knowledge. Um, that is the first song. The second song from Otis Oak will be uh, it's going to be um, what did I say? Wise, right? Yeah. It's going to be wise. That's going to be the second song from Aldous Oak. Uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. Niggas in the house. Uh, yeah. Look. Uh, be great and die try. Mama didn't raise me any less than being wise. I used to be that hooligan child, unruly and wild. But as I grew older, sticky situations forced the hard had to mellow down. And now I'm moving at a pace where life seems too surreal. Flashback to Apple Jacks, cartoons, and training wheels. Now it's Uncle Sam texting light bills, Cardinals and Advil. These trainers, massive plans to make millions. In the battlefield, praying I could live to see another day. Still dealing with the pain of not having that father figure to reveal the tricks to the trade. I was forced to blossom at an early age. Welcome to the land of the free. Ironically, I feel like a bird in a steel cage. A mice in a maze. My hamster spinning on the wheel for consecutive days. Wise man. Wise king. Psychological warfare, I'm there breakthrough. 
As I'm walking up the stairs in the rear view fatality stalking Discussions of conspiracies got my knees shaking But it's no fit within the beast Time flying by and all I hear is niggas crying for equality and reparations Can't forget child support payments Third eye post Satan I can't ignore the facts It's five by Tupac and Malcolm X And stand up instead of sitting back Meditating on how shit I attack this corruption Some days I be like fuck it Pull up at the liquor store and purchase a bottle with the highest percentage I'm just ranting and venting We all gotta face reality when that cup is empty Oak man, y'all follow the kid. Uh, he got new music coming out soon. Y'all follow the kid, man. Um, once again, man, uh, let's get back to the episode, man. I hope, hope y'all enjoyed it so far. So, let's touch on this. So, you get injured, and then now you're a stay at home dad. What was that transition like, and what were the, the challenges that came with it? Whew. So, I got ran over, bro. Um, <laughs> I got ran over. Um, broke my leg, broke my ankle. Um, some, you know, I've had, a, I have my podiatrist tell me that this is probably like top 10. I mean, he'd he been looking at feet and ankles, you know, for 22 years or something like that. And he said, it's like top five, one of the most like worst cases that he's seen. So, um, you know, me being active, you know, I've always been in the gym, always been a martial artist, you know, I hooped, I played football. I did Spartan races, you know, like that, that was my, that was my release. I loved being active. Um, I took care of my body. So from going from that to not even being able to walk, um, man, it it was life changing, bro. Um, and again, uh, I, I call it my, my white walls, my, my white wall uh, situation. Um, every time God wants to get my, get my attention, he sits me in front of a white wall and look, I don't want to, um, I don't want to step on anybody else's other, uh, religious beliefs. I'm just speaking for me. So, you know, um, I hope nobody get mad at you for somebody speaking about God. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, every time God wants to get my attention, he sits me in front of a white wall. And what I say that is like when I was running the streets, you know, and I was doing, I was living that crazy life. He sat me in front of a white wall and put me in prison. And then until my heart got into the right place, he didn't allow those doors to pop. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, I got home. I started working. I started getting complacent in my fatherhood and in my and being a husband. Now, I was never like a deadbeat father or, or a bad husband, but you can always do more as a man. And you should always be trying to do more as a man. Because mm-hmm. once, you, once you say that I've, I've done what I can, then you start getting complacent. You stop realizing when your wife does her hair. You stop realizing or stop thanking her for cooking the dinner that she didn't have to cook. You know what I mean? Because let's be real. Women women are in the workforce dominating now. Like she could also be in the workforce doing what she wants to do. But she's taking care of our kids, bro. My, my kids are successful and they're, they're thriving the way they are because of the years that she put into them. Right. Um, and it was up to me to take on those reins, but I wasn't ready to, because I wasn't ready to release my power, you know? And, uh, I, I actually never said that out loud before, but it was, it was my sense of power, you know, making that much money and bringing it home. Um, I felt like I was entitled, you know, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm coming home, you know, I started expecting dinner, you know what I mean? And not being thankful for dinner. Um, I started, mm. I started expecting, uh, you know, my kids to be bathed and, you know, uh, allow me to sit down and watch the game, whether it be basketball, football, college, whatever the case may be, because I needed time to unwind from my day and process my day and stopped asking, how was your day? How was your guy's day? How was school? How was the kids? You know, what did you do today? Asking my wife, how's her mental strength? How's her mental health? 
I know she's in the house with the kids all day. Like, you know, how how are you doing? I stopped asking those questions because I started getting complacent. Being comfortable and complacent is divided by effort. So what, what I mean by that is you either make the effort to or you make the effort not to. Right. And so um, being comfortable is a good place to be in. That's coming home and knowing that everything is okay, but if you need to do something, you know that this is your castle, you'll get it done. That's your comfort zone. You know, when your when your chair fits right. When you're complacent, you're you're depressed, you're you're always edgy, you're not satisfied, right? Or or you're overly satisfied. For me, that complacency was hurting my wife. It was hurting my, my relationship with my kid because mm-hmm. I wasn't putting the effort to take them outside i wasn't putting in the effort to sit down at the same dinner table that they're sitting at or take 10 minutes out of my day that you know that my wife while she's cooking can go upstairs give the boys a bath bring them back downstairs and they can sit down and watch the game with me or i can you know invest some you know coloring time i was taking advantage of my whole situation and then god was like okay you think you think this is all you watch (laughs) you think this this is all you watch bam got hurt now what and now i'm i'm in front of another white wall because i'm laying in bed i can't move and we have pictures all over like my wife is she loves to decorate we have pictures all over our room and i'm facing the one wall that has no pictures (laughs) literally a white wall bro just like oh my god i'm back here and i can't move i can't i can't do anything and then to add the pressure of you know like i said when i was in prison it was the it was finding out my son had cancer and down syndrome that was like okay i'm i'm listening now now this happened five days before the pandemic shut down so now i can't even go out there with the toilet paper snatchers and the food snatchers while my wife is out there if something happens mm-hmm. to my wife i can't do anything what mm-hmm. good are you? Oh, that, that paycheck don't look so good anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, you know, that was my second white wall situation. I'm trying to get away from the white walls. Like, I'm, every time he's sitting me in front of a white wall, it's, it's hurting. So, I'm trying to put white walls in my, own, in my own life where I'm just saying, okay, I need to sit down in front of a white wall for a little bit and figure out what I want to do or how I need to move or what, what's my mm-hmm. next move. As opposed to him forcing me to sit down. <laughs> and, and uh you know look at these white walls because it's starting to hurt um so um right now uh being a stay-at-home dad um it's it's the greatest thing i could have ever imagined i never thought i'd love being a stay-at-home dad but i love it has your relationship with your kids improved since being with them full-time 100 percent, 100 percent and, and like I said, bro, I, I was never a Debbie dad. I was always involved, mm-hmm. but I could always be more. But this opportunity to be with my kids, man, um, I'll give you an example. And I, I put this actually uh, on a podcast before. Um, my youngest, when I got hurt, he was one years old. Um, his birthday's in March. Um, on March 29th, I got hurt on March 10th. So um, on obviously on his second uh, on his second birthday, I was I was in bad shape because um, I didn't have surgery until March 25th. So I was only four days mm-hmm. out of surgery before um, his, and that's all because of the pandemic. So my son has been in a pandemic lifestyle longer than he's been alive, <laughs> or you know, longer longer than he's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, longer than not not longer than he's been alive, but longer than uh, yeah, um, you know, because he was only one years old. So for the, most of his life, I should say. Um, so that, so these, these walls, you know, this, this mask, this protocol, whatever you want to call it, this is all he knows, really. He, he never, he, <laughs> he wasn't old enough to interact with kids outside of this, you know what I mean? Except for his brother. So I'm, I'm curious how everything's going to unfold because, you know, like I said, his brother has down syndrome. So he, that's, that's a different, that's a different uh, my, Definitely mindset. different dynamic, right? Yeah, it's a, th- exactly. It's a different dynamic. Thank you. So when he gets around, uh, quote unquote, air quotations, normal functioning kids, I wonder how things are really gonna uh, open up for him. Um, 
I don't know if he's gonna retreat or if he's gonna if he's gonna thrive. Um, I'm I'm just praying to God that uh, you know he's he's ready for all of this to be over um, and get back to real life because this isn't real life, bro. This isn't living, you know. Um, but back to my story. Um, my son, my youngest, he asked me to dance one day, and this is before the pandemic hit, before I got hurt. And I was so tired from work. I just, I just worked like 13 hours or whatever. And uh, one of my, one of my favorite songs came on, um, uh, "Never Too Much" by by Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. My, I know exactly yeah. what that is. I know, I know that song. Yeah, and that 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 intro is so groovy. And he knows that I love, you know, as an R&B singer, I love the traditional R&B. And we've had this conversation before. Like, you know, I love R&B, R&B, not today's R&B. But, uh, you know, like 90s, 80s. Um, but uh, Never Too Much came on and he knew that I, I always danced to this song. He asked me to dance and I told him no, because I was just too tired, right? A few months later, a couple months later, Never Too Much comes on again. And he asked me to dance and all I wanted to do was get up and dance with him, but I actually physically could not do it. And so... It, it was then that I realized how much I had taken advantage of my opportunity to be an active and involved father because when I, I was able to I didn't and now that I can't I want to and that's just life in general right whether it be your relationships with your with your girl your, your kids your work we take advantage of everything until we don't have it anymore and uh, mm-hmm. but with children that leaves a lasting impression I didn't want that to be a lasting impression so I uh, I wanted nothing more to do it. <laughs> Full circle, uh, like four days ago, never too much came on again on the Pandora. And it was just us. You know, my wife is, is working now. And it was just me and my boys. And uh, he looked at me and he didn't even ask. <laughs> he didn't even ask me this time. But I, I, I got up. I picked him up. I said, oh, we dancing. Like, <laughs> what, what you doing? Get up. And the smile on his face told me everything that I needed to know. That I'm right where I need to be. Whether it's for a permanent time or whether it's a short time. I realized I had to maximize my opportunity with my kids and be the best father that I can be. That's that's amazing, bro. That's definitely amazing. What are some of the challenges you faced being a stay-at-home dad like do you appreciate your wife more now doing now the roles now that the roles have flipped bruh like so when i say when i said that i was i was bedridden bro and it was five days before the pandemic shutdown six days before the pandemic shutdown and all i had to do was watch some tv and look at my phone while i was looking at white walls because i didn't want to look at the white wall anymore and and deal with myself and then all you see is, you know, people getting hurt. And not only was it the pandemic, but there was riots because, you know, like, <laughs> like all, all of that started happening, you know, during the pandemic. Like it, it tore me up because all I wanted to do was take out the trash. All I wanted to do was do the laundry for her. All I wanted to do, but she never batted an eye. And then when she, they told her like, yeah, he's not going back to work for a long time she didn't miss a beat she got a job quick high you know a, a very high paying job like she's the breadwinner now you know um i only get I, I i'm still getting money from my job but it's not what it was prior to the injury so she's the breadwinner um it, it it i grew so much respect for her because i i try to figure out how the hell you kept this house so clean how the hell you had dinner and a boys bathe before i even got home because i am barely doing it like i, I start I'm, i got a system now like i okay i can you know we get up at this time i make breakfast this time school is at this time during school i'm doing this this and this and this then we go to the park you know what i mean come home take a nap or, or we just chill you know and vibe for a little bit throw on some music um and you know we do our own thing and then now it's dinner time or lunch time i gotta i gotta prep this i gotta do this and this and this Okay, I got my system working now, but even still, it's not as refined and as efficient as hers was, right? And she made it look so easy. 
and my appreciation and my love for her has grown so immensely i never thought i could love the girl more but i was wrong because now i have a new appreciation for her and it's kind of sad though because you know if i take the kids to the park during the you know middle of the week i'm not there telling everybody oh yeah i'm hurt you know i can't go to work but you see the soccer moms and the stay-at-home moms looking at me like oh you know he must have his time with his kids <laughs> like that's how i feel like you know they're looking at me like mm-hmm. oh it must be his hour with his kids you know or you know that might be his 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 nephews or never never is it like oh you know you're such a loving father and it's just normal no i haven't felt normal in the eyes of the world uh, as a stay-at-home father because it's not normalized it's it's so looked down on um and it's crazy that it's that way but uh yeah man uh when it comes to the appreciation from my wife never more have i respected her um than you know these last couple years so give us a what's like a daily routine day by day for yeah. you and your kids okay so like i said i meant you know, i mentioned my child has special needs so he has uh distance learning but um he you know he's not at the capacity where he can unmute himself or mute himself so i literally sit there for you know however long the class is so uh, my wife goes to work at 5 30 um every day i get up and i walk her out of the house even though the car is right there i still feel like this is my opportunity to get a quick alone time with my wife to you know tell her that i love her send her off to work you know um sometimes we pray sometimes we don't but uh you know as as long as i get that goodbye kiss where i'm conscious and i'm not just asleep i want to make sure that as she's going on the road because she has to travel for she has to travel a, a you know a few miles um you know, it takes about 30 minutes to get to work. In that 30 minutes, anything can happen. I want her to know that I love her, right? Um, and vice versa. So I get up with her, 5.30, she heads out the door. I might go back to, you know, go back to bed, lay down, scroll on my phone for just a little bit, you know, um, and I get up. Uh, I do my own, you know, ever since prison, I still I still do burpees. <laughs> I haven't been able to since I've been hurt, but now that I'm, I'm back and I feel, you know, 100, almost 100%, uh, my leg will never be 100% again. Um, you know, I have permanent nerve damage. I have pins and rods and screws and plates. Um, but, you know, I, I have like a small little workout routine just to get me going for the day. Uh, by the time I'm done with that, uh, my boys are probably waking up. So uh, I make my breakfast and their breakfast um, because I'm on a set meal plan. And then uh, I make their breakfast. By 8.30, they've, they've been fed they've been washed up they're dressed both of them um and then i sit down at 8 30 to like 9 15 uh with my son my eldest son and i i hit i sit there and i hold the ipad for his class or i sit there with him and uh, uh if he's on the laptop or if he's on the ipad uh, i sit there and i'm holding it for the whole time <laughs> so he can do school but i want him to be invested in school so I don't just, you know, set it down and walk away. I'm there with him. I'm engaged with him. They ask him a question. I'm unmuting the the iPad or the, or you know the the laptop. I prompt him to answer or I help him answer. I, I help him navigate through that. He answers the question. I mute it back. That's our routine. And then, um, you know, he has class up until like 12:30, uh, 1:05, depending on what the day is. And then at 1:05 since they're dressed i'm dressed um we hit the park or we go outside uh we find i I try to find a new park uh every week to explore um but now i'm running out Uh of parks um (laughs) (laughs) so so we just go to a park you know ask them what park do you guys want to go to they make the decision we go um so we're out for maybe two two and a half hours come back lunchtime nap time during their nap time washing the dishes you know doing the clothes um you know uh sweeping sweeping the patio or well she bought me a leaf blower so i get to you know (laughs) you know dust the dust the patio off i like a very clean home i like a very clean environment so um 
I'm meticulous when it comes to that. It's, it's disgusting, I know, but I never knew that I'd like cleaning this much. Um, you know, but whatever needs to get done, whether it's cleaning out the refrigerator, mopping the floor, etc., vacuuming. Um, but uh, you know, my boys are asleep. I'm doing all the housework. By the time they wake up, we just vibe. We just chill. I throw on some music. We watch a uh, you know TV. We go or we go back outside in the front yard and. You know, we I put on the loud the loudspeaker so that the whole neighborhood knows that we're awake, and we got good music playing, whether it be island music, R&B music, hyphy music, because we're from the Bay. Ye, you know what I mean? So we just we just take time to be us, you know. Uh, and in those moments, we actually created like secret handshakes between us three, you know. So that's something lifelong that's going to continue traditions that I hope they continue with their boys. And then by the time that's done, I go make dinner. Dinner's ready. My wife comes home. We sit down, we eat as a family every night, and then I go to the gym, come home, take a shower, you know, then we just chill. My wife and I catch our favorite show, we catch up on the day, talk about, you know, her day, et cetera, et cetera, and then we do it all again the next day. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, the dynamic of the household, how has that changed now that you, now with you being a stay-at-home dad, and do you plan on going back out to the workforce, or what's your next step? I can't go back to the workforce right now um, until I'm clear. So that's mm-hmm. not even that's not even a like you know that's not even a decision that I'm I'm able to make. Um, so that power is completely out of my hands. Um, like I said, I have permanent nerve damage, um, and uh, you know it, I'm still. I, I if you watch if you look at any of my videos or if you look at any of my pictures where I'm in the gym, you'll see that I don't have any socks on because I my feet my my left foot is still uh swollen where i can't put a sock and a shoe on at the same time unless i force it on or it's one of those compression socks um but even those get um painful because of the the blood and the compression um but the dynamic in the house man it's better than it's ever been and it's weird to say that even though i'm not making the money like we haven't wanted or needed for anything we really haven't I've been blessed to have a wife that loves this family the way she does and loves me and respects me the way she does. Even though she's the breadwinner, she still respects me and regards me as the man of the house. There's no emasculation put on me that I that I haven't put on myself. You know what I mean? Maybe I feel that way because those that's the narrative that I'm painting for myself to say poor me and, and, and live in this, this realm of pity. But at the end of the day, my wife doesn't put that on me. My kids aren't keeping uh, track or receipts of my shortcomings. She's not even doing that. So I stopped doing that for me. And once I stopped doing that for me, the dynamic in the house is, bro, so chill, bro. The, <laughs> the vibe is so chill, bro. Like, it, it's just, um, you know, you come home to a relaxed environment. Like, even other people who come and visit now, uh, they're just like, yeah, man, it's, I, I love being here. Like, I know. Motherfucker, <laughs> I know, but you gotta go. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like they, they love coming here, you know, um, because you know I'm always barbecuing or I'm, you know, we're always just just vibing. To, like I said, as a musician, there's always music playing, you know, and it's always good music too. You know what I mean? So it's just like you come here. There's 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 kids laughing, my kids or their kids if they're you know if they bring their kids over. Uh, there's barbecue going, you know. The, the patio is is always a vibe like it, it has its own little feng shui that we got back there um you know and it's just always chill bro um and even our arguments are small now like we don't argue over petty shit anymore you know what i mean and we don't argue over big shit because there's no big shit to argue about um mm-hmm. but even when it comes to the times where you know we're having a disagreement it's more of a conversation and more a level of understanding because she knows what this life is like when you're tired and you you know you don't have the house cleaned and you know or dinner was was less than expected or you know we just got takeout or something like that and i understand what that work life is like when you're coming home and you're just like i'm beat from the day you know um so she understands my life prior to the injury I understand her life prior to the injury and I think the respect on both aspects has has strengthened our relationship yes sir yes sir um we're gonna wrap this up man but I definitely appreciate you telling me this telling me the story um telling my listeners the story who have who who don't know um because your, your your story is a, a 
it's, it's an inspiration because not a lot of people can I don't even want to say change their life around but not a lot of people can go through what you've been through and still have a positive outlook if that makes sense I mean it didn't happen overnight it took some time uh-huh. but you, you just gotta want to you know if you're in a hole you can't be looking you can't be asking why am I in this hole you gotta be trying to figure out how the hell to get out of it you know what I mean especially when you got a family that's sitting on top of the hole waiting for you to get out you know you gotta figure out how to get back to them uh, emo- emotionally mentally physically if you're out of shape you know um i started taking my my health even more serious now to the point where you know going back to school to be uh, a personal trainer you know um just because uh the system of physical therapy is so messed up and i realized that you know when you know workers comp stopped the physical therapy and they told me basically heal on your own well if i didn't have any physical background or knowledge then i'm kind of stuck and i'm just gonna keep getting hurt or I'm just going to keep being in this state. So I decided to do something about it and go to school and help other people um, how to be physically fit, um, mentally aware, et cetera, feel good about themselves. So, um, and then eventually I'll probably open up my own gym or something like that. But uh, that's the that's the goal right now. That's, that's what we're aiming for. But even that, it's still baby steps. So I didn't get here overnight to say, oh, I'm positive. Nah, it took a long time for me to get out of that shit. Um, but I'm happy I did. Most deaf, man. Most deaf. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Keep on striving for real, for real. Tell my listeners where they can find you at. Yeah, And when you're coming back. <laughs> so I am coming back Father's Day. That's the first time I released my very first episode. I felt like since I've taken this much time off. Um, and yeah, I haven't announced that yet. So you heard it here first. Father's Day will be the very first episode of season two of the hashtag Daswag podcast. You can find that on any major streaming uh, channels, uh, Pandora, iHeart, Spotify. Um, you can even find it on Amazon, I believe. Um, so on, obviously Apple. Uh, you can find me on IG at Daswag podcast. If you have any questions about the show, concerns, you want me to get a certain guest on. If you just need an ear um, to talk uh, or to listen, uh, hashtag Daswag at gmail.com, Facebook, DM me, get at me. You can ask the Roy. You hit me up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reply back and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Most deaf, man. Um, y'all already know y'all can follow me, man. Average JTPC. Follow the Instagram. Um, let's help get my followers up on Instagram. Subscribe to the, subscribe to both our podcasts. Uh, Thoughts of an Average Show. Hashtag Daswag Podcast. Um, once again, I appreciate you, man. This is the last episode of the Baby Daddy Chronicle series. I just, the idea was I just wanted people to understand that there are positive African American and minority dads out there because we get it, they get a bad rap out there. And then also, and then also, you were low key, so I'm I'm gonna eventually I'm gonna start me a dad podcast when the time comes. And you were low key, this you were low key inspiration behind it. I was like, this is something I think I could do, but I want to do it from a different perspective. And I, I think it's going to be a hit. But of course, you know, I got to have a kid to do that. And I ain't got no kid yet. So I ain't in no rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, bro, you're you're a positive challenge and a driving force when it comes to uh, this podcast community. And personally, uh, you know, we, we've grown cro- close over over the past year. So um, yes, sir. it's a this is this for me. This is a no brainer. This is an investment, um, you know, even waking up this early on saturday yes i appreciate you for that you know what hey but i was i was happy to do it you know what i mean um so and it's an honor to do it uh but uh iron sharpens iron man always man as y'all already know man if y'all want to start a podcast hit me up www.theaveragejoemedia.com i guarantee you you won't be disappointed and as always this is an average joe media production and i'll see y'all next week philippians 413 peace All right, man. Hope y'all enjoyed the episode, man, or in the series. I believe it's going to be. A, I believe it's a great series. Um, the next episode uh, is going to be called "Love Is a Crazy Feeling." Um, that's going to come out next week. Uh, I has a few podcasters on there as well. 
Um, I really hope y'all really enjoyed this series, man. I'm definitely doing a Baby Mama Chronicles as well, but I definitely um really hope y'all enjoyed this series. Got some insight to Black Dads, uh, Black Dads Matter. I'm definitely going to do another Baby Daddy Chronicles series in the future, maybe for season um season four. But I really wanted to shine lights on Black Dads, man, because they don't get enough shine, man. I wanted them to tell their stories. Um, as always, man. Uh, until next week, can't wait to see y'all, man. Um, thank y'all for supporting me, man. Um, hopefully, I'm trying to get over this cold. Hopefully, I get over it. Um, much love, peace, happiness, man. If you're a first-time listener, old-time listener, new-time listener, or last-time listener, man, I greatly appreciate you, man. Um, I'm going to start marketing the podcast more and everything like that. I love y'all. Be safe out here, man. Take care of your mental health, man, because it's real. Uh, you Definitely take care of your mental health. Take care of yourself first before you do anything else. All right, y'all. Philippians 4.13. Peace. Different kind of city when you live it right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thought.